Chinese, no? In in uh, China, in uh, Wuhan, China, until it became a pandemic. So you know, it's it's always um, all inspiring. I would say, in terms of my professionals, of my professional practice, because um, you have to be. Um, you have to master all you know your your virtues uh you have to meet people you have to manage your emotions because not everyone is in your level of understanding so you know getting angry is not an option all you have all you can do is understand and be discerning of the situation otherwise um Region 7, and I'm only concerned of Region 7, um, <clears throat> the closest okay, um, that I can, being the regional senior regional epidemiologist of, of the region. Um, well, I, I can only uh, coordinate with the higher authorities. So, yeah, it's always a challenge. It's always a challenge. And I hope that... One of my students, you guys in the University of Cebu School of Medicine, will be inspired by my um, by what I do right now, and hopefully one or several, I would say, suntok sabuan will become an uh, epidemiologist in the future. Yes, doc. So, doc, um, finally the vaccines are here and the long wait is over. Now mm. the fate of our nation lies in the hands of its people. So we sincerely hope that we can enlighten minds through today's episode. I'm sure everyone's excited to hear from you, Doc. So for today's topic, we have gathered questions from all the medical schools in Visayas and from the UCSM community. So to keep the ball, to start the ball rolling with our first question, Doc, what are vaccines and how do they really work? Again, what are vaccines and how do they really work? That's our first question. Okay, uh, I, I, I think the, the connection was cut off a bit. Uh, what I heard was, what are the vaccines and how they work? Is that it? Yes, yes, Doc. That's our that first question, Doc. Okay, so basically, there are several vaccines available right now no? uh, uh, to start the ball rolling. Uh, there are several COVID-19 vaccines available based on the technology that um, the manufacturers have um, used. Okay, so let's start off with um, genetic material. So we all know that one very famous brand, the Pfizer, is made of purely the messenger RNA. Okay, so. Uh, the messenger, the genetic code of the COVID-19, the SARS-CoV-2 uh, virus, is made into a vaccine, and this is the mm -hmm. one that will be mixed with uh, the um, vehicle. Okay, the components that you need for the vaccine or the mRNA, the incipients. Okay, we call that pharmacologically, um, in order for the messenger RNA to uh, to be used no as a in a liquid form and then therefore the vaccine so what they do is uh, the messenger rna will be incorporated into our um the, the nucleus uh, in the cells and hopefully it can create um amplify the genetic code 
of the particular gene that creates uh, a particular component of the virus, not the one that causes the disease. And hopefully, it can coax or it can trigger an immune response in the host. That's one. No? Another one is um, uh, that what we call the viral vector. So uh, the viral vector uses the technology of incorporating the genes again of the COVID-19 virus into a an ordinary uh, virus okay that is common to to us in the environment and uh, what they use okay is the adenovirus okay the adenovirus that causes uh, our simple kanang sipon ubo no this this is um, a very ubiquitous virus and then what they do is they put inside the genetic makeup of the covid virus and then they uh, made it into a vaccine in a liquid form again. And once they um, we injected that uh, virus, uh, I'm sorry, vaccine into the host, again it will trigger the immune response um, of the host. Okay, so that's the viral vector. Okay, uh, one brand that uses that is uh, the AstraZeneca. And I think one brand again that chooses that is the uh, Russian vaccine, the Gamaleya. Okay, so that's uh, Pfizer, Moderna, Gamaleya. Okay, one that is um, another form of technology that uh, COVID 19 vaccines are being um, uh, manufactured is using the time tested and um, killed virus. Okay, so. The Sinovac, okay, the famous Sinovac is such a vaccine. So it uses the what we call they, they kill they kill the coronavirus using chemical. Okay, so there are two ways of sort of inactivating or killing the virus. So one is heat killed, okay, heat in it and chemical. So um, coronavirus uses the chemical. Okay? It's, a, it's a chemical that they pour into the solution containing the viral particles uh, subsequently in activating or killing it. But then again, um, what they do is they concentrate the par particles and then they um, amplify it and then it becomes now um, the vaccine Okay, uh, that does not contain the disease-causing part of the virus. It's just to, again, trigger the immune response of the host. Okay, so I think more or less that's that's the most common um, form of uh, technology that uh, COVID-19 vaccines are made of. So we have the uh, uh, mRNA, the genetic uh, uh, particles, Okay, the um, the heat or the inactivated form, and then the uh, viral vector. So, mona siyang mga common ng mga technology nagigamit sa COVID-19 uh, vaccines. Yes. Um, thank you for that, Doc. No, indeed, the uh, pandemic has paved the way to a new vaccine technology, the mRNA um, vaccines. And mm -hmm. you have briefly described to us the different type of COVID-19 vaccines that we have this day mm -hmm. and how do they differ from one another. 
But um, I wish that it was easily understandable to our young audiences that the point here is that the vaccines that will be introduced to our body will not cause us the disease. But instead, ang gagawin ng vaccine ay para hindi ka magkaroon ng mas, uh, mas grave, mas severe type ng COVID. No, hmm. kumbaga yung ating agree, bodies ay uh, nagme-make siya ng antibodies o kumbaga pinapakilala lamang ng vaccine sa iyo. Oh, ito yung vaccine, ito yung um, strain ng COVID. So, yung body mo naman magre-react, gagawa ng sarili niyang panlaban para pagdating ng panahon na dumating yung na mahawaan ka ng sakit, hindi na siya ganun kagrabe. So, basically that's the gist of uh, what the vaccines and how do they really work. Yes, I, I agree with you, Rafaela. No? Um, what is important to know is that we have the vaccines already. Okay. But then again, we should remember that before the vaccines were rolled out, okay, several months ago in the middle of this pandemic, we already have tools. Okay, we already have the tools to prevent the spread of the virus. And basically, these are the time-tested and the well-known mandatory minimum health standards. Okay, so naana ng mga face mask, face shield, alcohol, physical distancing. So uh, very simple as it may sound, but it's the most effective public health intervention that we can do in order for us to actually um, decrease the number of cases in the community. Vaccines basically is the last mode of um, the tool, the last tool, the last in our armamentarium of protection. Kumbaga, if we are fighting like soldiers because of this unprecedented battle that we have right now in the globe, we are experiencing as a humanity, as a race, then vaccine is the last hope for mankind. So it may sound so apocalyptical, but then again, it's true. Um, if we cannot develop the vaccine fast enough, then chances are we might be slowly annihilating ourselves because our our behavior, our awareness, our consciousness as a humanity, as a race, is not similar. It's not on the same plane. Um, what do I mean by that? I don't mean to sound spiritual here, but then again, if we tell somebody or if we tell a, a, a community to practice minimum health standards, to practice physical distancing, what do we observe? Most of the time, they don't hear us. They hear us, but yeah. they don't, don't follow us. So that's that's the thing. Um, we all know, we are aware that these are the tools that we need to 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 arm ourselves with. But we 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 just don't seem to care. Just don't seem to care. Just that's because we have several. You know, not all of us are in the same plane of awareness. That's why. <clears throat> and the vaccine is our last hope. So if we okay, don't so, we don't so, do this, then <clears throat> all right. So, you doc, go ahead, um, Jamie. so so since um the vaccine is our last hope, 
Um, so, for the people who want to get vaccinated, Doc, are there any preparations that they need to do before getting the shot? Are there any medications, food or beverages that they need to avoid? Mm. Or what should mm. they do to prepare? Well, if all the- Yes, that's a very good question, Jamie. Um, if you are if you are one healthy individual, no, and you know full well if you are healthy, because um, number one, you're not taking any maintenance medication, that's for sure, and then um, you are not feeling sick. Okay, if that's the case, then you can go ahead and have yourself vaccinated by any fo- any any of the brands available. Okay. But if you think that you know you you are if you are sick, meaning to say you are currently taking some medications, uh, whatever it is, it's best that you consult your physicians or your um, mm-hmm. the one that your healthcare provider, okay, the one that's taking care of your um, illness, and have yourself assessed uh, medically, okay, but. Um, there are also contraindications for for the vaccines. Okay, let's say for example, if um, you are uh, you have some form of a um, medical condition that uh, makes you prone to uh, clotting, no? So mm-hmm. I guess you have to consult with your. Um, uh, physicians, if you are amenable, or if you are, um, you're good to get yourself vaccinated with AstraZeneca, for example. Um, <clears throat> it would be better if you have yourself um, vaccinated, na lang siguro with Sinovac. Okay, mm. so I'm not saying that everyone who has um, um, a bleeding disorder or a clotting disorder um, should not be given AstraZeneca. Bottom line there is, you have yourself um, screened first by your physician before going into the vaccination center for good measures, for good measures. Okay? Para lang tama ni Guru, para lang tama ni Guru. But then again, at the end of the day, Jamie, all vaccines, regardless no, of the type of vaccine, I'm not just talking about COVID-19 vaccines, but all other vaccines out there already that we have, okay? They are all, uh, they have all the, you know, um, side effects, contraindications, um, adverse uh, events following immunization. They, they all have that um, uh, limitations. But then again, most of these are mild. Okay, mm-hmm. um, it, it's transitory. It will it will move. It will disappear after one day. Okay, most severe forms of AEFIs are very 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 rare. Okay, if at all it happens to you though, um, the government is prepared to manage those uh, severe AEFI. We will not watch you die. That's that's one thing that that people are so fearful of. Yeah. Uh, sila ma adverse, ma severe AEFI, um, and then the worst thing that will happen to them is die. Uh, I don't think uh, we will um, that will come um, in that that will happen. Okay, over.
Okay, so basically what Doc said is if you're a healthy individual, um, you can go ahead and get yourself vaccinated. But if you are aware that you have uh, medical conditions, please do go and check with your physician first before you get vaccinated. Thank you, Doc. Thank you so much for that information. So now we've had a quick run through about the vaccine. To our live Facebook, to our Facebook live viewers, I hope you really are taking notes because right now we'll be giving away one of our trivia prizes, a one-month Lectorio subscription to the first commander who will get the correct answer. L? Yes, Jam. Are you guys ready? So, all right. You can only start answering when I say go. Don't answer yet before I say go or else you will be disqualified. Okay, so I think um, the instructions are clear. So here is the question. What is the first thing you need to do before getting the shot? Okay, again, what is the first thing that you need to do before getting the shot? One, two, three, go! Okay, so let's wait for the comments here in the comment section. And we will be flashing the name of the winners at the end of the episode. Mm -hmm. So stay tuned. Yes, thank you, Al. So stay tuned for two more prizes to be given away as we delve further into more pressing questions in this discussion. Now, Doc, it is very uplifting to hear that more and more Filipinos are getting vaccinated. As of March 23, 2021, a total of 508,332 individuals were vaccinated in our country. That is indeed a great news, Jam. However, many are wondering about the length of the vaccine's efficacy. So, can you please um, share your knowledge about this, Doc? Um, how long do these vaccines, specifically Sinovac and AstraZeneca, um, provide immunity and protection? Okay, thank you for that uh, very good question, no, uh, Rafaela. <clears throat> okay, here's the story behind that. Okay. <clears throat> All right. Before, before a vaccine is rolled out to the greater population out there, I would say all around, okay, uh, the globe, okay. Um, remember, in the past, if you have, if you have read, if you're interested in the history of vaccinology, it takes several years. It will take several years before a vaccine is introduced into the world as an effective vaccine to fight against a particular infectious disease. Okay. Let's take, for example, the story of polio. Okay, polio before um, before Dr. Jonas Sab and Dr. Sabin introduced their vaccines in the 1950s as the as the most effective, um, uh, I would say, bullet against uh, polio virus. The, the, the polio pandemic has been there for several decades already. So I think it started in the early 1900s and there were se several thousands of children have already died and suffered because of the polio until such time that they were able to discover the 
came out to the world as an effective um, intervention, it I, it took them like 10 years or so to develop a very effective polio vaccine. Okay, fast forward to SARS-CoV-2, COVID-19. How many how many months did it take for these manufacturers to come up with the vaccine? Months, okay, not even like a year, okay, because of the technology already that's ready with us here. So that's how advanced we are in terms of technology. But then again, then again, okay, there's a caveat, there's a trade-off because although we have already rolled out these products in the community, okay, worldwide, um, you have not heard anything about concrete about how long is the immunity that it's gonna give to a person. Wala, diba? Wala. Nobody can tell even now that we are already starting rolling. We have started rolling out the vaccines uh, to health workers, to the community out there. Nobody knows how long uh, is the coverage or the immunity. All we know, okay, through the randomized control trials to the through the clinical trials of these uh, vaccines is that they're able to develop um, neutralizing antibodies okay mm. the neutralizing antibodies are the, those particular antibody molecules that's really the our soldiers that fights against uh, the covid vaccine, uh, covid covid virus once it enters our uh, respiratory system right? right but then again we don't know how long these neutralizing antibodies will last that's one and secondly we don't know even a concrete evidence on what is the exact level of antibodies that can really protect a human being Okay? Only because we were so eager now to uh, come up with a vaccine with in the interest of time, okay, because of the grave effect of the pandemic amongst us. Okay, people are already dying a lot in millions are dying. So, you know, we need to come up with better um, interventions other than the um, minimum health standards okay like i said again because of the differences in awareness in each of us okay um, we are human beings we need something that is concrete and and and, and um, observable okay so we came up with vaccines but then again um, in our effort to really um, protect the whole humanity um, the limitation there is uh, we don't know how how long our that that immunity that the vaccine is going to offer would last. Okay, so yeah, the vaccine is there. We are trying to roll out all those vaccines already, but it will take time for us to really um, measure, okay, observe and measure through research, okay, through um, canning. Uh, post marketing surveillance okay 
think you all know that if you're already a second year or third year in in UC School of Medicine, you all know the different types of research. Okay, the the, the clinical phases. Uh, we have taught you that already. So with that, then that's the only time that we will learn um, how long we are going to be protected by the vaccines. Okay, so but for now, uh, let's just um, be thankful that vaccines are there. Yes, okay. okay. Thank you for right. that, Doc. So as of uh, today, we don't know yet the full coverage of the vaccine. But one thing is for sure that the vaccines be being distributed to our country now is actually uh, it has an emergency use authorization or what we call as an EUA mm. by the Food and Drug Administration mm. and we also have uh, protection like the indemnity clause under the RA 11525 so just to share to you that the vaccines that are being used now are safe no so doc let's talk mm. briefly about mutations mm. reports have emerged that there are four variants of concern in the coronavirus positive samples in our country and to date that's mm. the UK or Kent variant, the South Africa variant, the Brazil variant, and the Philippine variant. And mm. studies have shown that the Brazil P1 variant, which has been detected in our country, is highly resistant to neutralizing antibodies, whether it's from vaccine or natural um, infection. And to add, though, um, um, Rafaela, can you... Oh, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. Ah, okay, so to add also, um, according to an article in Forbes, the mutations in the Philippine P3 variant may bolster immune evasion, increase viral load, and increase virulence. So all of these indeed are very alarming. So with these in mind, Doc, how will these concerns affect the expanded program for immunization starting with Sinovac and AstraZeneca? And will, will modifications be made to adapt to the vaccine? Okay, it's too early to say or to tell whether these variants will affect the vaccination program. Okay, okay. what is important to know is that um, generally, okay, what for every viral infection, okay, whatever they are, whatever virus they are, uh, whatever form, okay, whatever whatever family they are. Uh, in the viral in the genome um, virus basically has the characteristic of mutating because remember these are just basically genetic material okay these are not like uh, bacteria okay that have that has organelles okay these are just genetic materials and as genetic materials they need host they need a cell Okay, in order for them to multiply and replicate, and in so doing, and then in and then transfer again to another host. Okay, so in so doing, uh, they 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 do two things to the host: they they kill the cells, they infect the cells, and then they they cause disease. Okay, and another thing that they do is that um, along with them, they carry. A portion of the genetic material from the host okay and therefore the mutation the variants 
Okay, so that's where all these variants are are coming from. Okay, um, it doesn't mean that if it's a Brazilian uh, variant or the lineage is uh, is uh, under the Brazilian lineage, uh, you should have traveled from Brazil. No, um, it's actually a taxonomy lang siya, ang pagpangan lang sa sa lineage. But there, then again, we have this particular variant mutation that was only found to be specific in the Philippines and and specifically in Central Visayas. Um, maybe because uh, among the regions in the Philippines, aside from the National Capital Region, the cent Central Visayas, uh, the DOH-7, has the capacity to um, basically because we have a very good team in the regional health office we were able to uh, come up with a, a decision to start the biosurveillance and send specimens to to uh, Philippine Genomic Center. And that's where all these, um, the variants were identified. So had we not done that, I don't know if uh, we were, we could have identified, I don't know if uh, there was a chance for the variants to be identified. But then again, it doesn't mean that we're not doing good Okay, um, it's just by some stroke of luck that we were able to, I would say, no, by random ano, reason that we were able to detect the variant here in our uh, region. Uh, if ever that will affect our uh, vaccination program, I don't think so. Um, like I said, uh, all these vaccines, okay, are made in such a way that there are specific portions of the virus that they go against or that they, I would say, simplistically, that they will eat up, okay? Like the spike protein, the capsule, the nucleocapsid, and also um, all these variants are still coronavirus, okay? Um, they, they still have the same anatomy. They, they still have the same spikes. They still have the same capsule. Okay, it's just the genetic material that, that they are, you know, in various um, makeup or the genes, okay? The, I, the, the base sequence, you all know this, okay? You've, we've gone through biochemistry. So, Maunas, yeah, um, it's too early to tell whether it will affect our vaccination campaign. What will affect the vaccination campaign is if we are still in the fearful state of mind not to get ourselves vaccinated okay because for some whatever reason you have in mind na di kaganahan kay baka mag AEFI ka magkurug-kurug ka mag seizure ka or di kaganahan aning branda magwat lang ka sa katong one shot na Johnson's and Johnson's I if that's the case then we will not achieve herd immunity and that's basically our overarching objective in this vaccination mm -hmm. campaign against COVID-19 virus is to achieve as fast as we can, as a community, as a nation, the herd immunity that we need to achieve. Over. Okay, back to you. Okay, Doc. Um, thank you for that. And we will all keep that in mind. 
and um hopefully our live viewers yes hopefully our live viewers and listeners too so um i'm reminding our audience to place your questions in the comment section and don't forget to put hashtag best shot before your question yes thank you for that jamie we'll try to answer your questions as we go along this episode but it's best you stay tuned until the last part just in case okay so jam Yes, Al. So, um, okay, another question. Um, a lot of our Filipinos, even our close family members, have comorbidities. The Philippine um, Pandemic Task Force have included people from vulnerable groups, such as those with comorbidities and the elderly in the priority list for vaccination. However, the most recent death of a Filipino nurse who was a recipient of a COVID-19 vaccine was correlated to her comorbidities. There were also international reports online regarding deaths among the elderly that occurred upon getting vaccinated. Can you please enlighten us, Doc, regarding the safety of COVID-19 vaccines even to persons with underlying medical conditions and the elderly? Okay. Um, all right. I, I'm seeing an unstable internet connection, so I hope that my response will be as smooth as possible without any, um, in, you know, um, distractions. Well, <clears throat> okay. Let's go back to basics. Okay, let's go back to basics. Before a vaccine or any drug for that matter is introduced to the world at large, no, is is marketed. In yes, the, I can hear you. I can hear you. Yes. Okay, so let's let's go back to basics. Okay, before a certain medical pharmaceutical pharmaceutical product is is introduced to the world at large. Okay, this has already undergone very stringent uh, research um, protocols and research trials. I would say clinical trials. All right, so from phase zero, the animals gave to phase one, to phase two, to phase three. So all checking for the safety and efficacy of um, drugs and vaccines for that matter. Okay, so if, if the product has already been um, given an emergency use authority, that product is already, that vaccine is already considered safe, okay? The margin of safety is good enough for the community to benefit, okay? So if you ask me how safe the vaccines are, it's really safe, it's really safe because it has already undergone uh, those trials. And in fact, um, the majority of the of the vaccines are still ongoing the trials are ongoing but they are already in the um, finishing portion of the randomized controlled trial the phase three trials and uh, so far there have been no very very few reports of adverse events okay uh regarding the news of some deaths okay let's talk about that it's difficult to associate a particular um, outcome to a particular vaccine. 
Okay, so what I'm talking about is the causal causal association, causality. It takes a while, okay, because it has to be investigated um, objectively. Okay, it's not because of some news that we hear. Then again, uh, courtesy of social media, then we already associate a particular outcome, death for that matter, to a particular vaccine. It's also quite unfair for the manufacturer, no? So, uh, like, um, it's still the same investigating adverse events. So, for us, ako as as the uh, regional EP, uh, I'm I'm tasked to actually um, be part of a team to investigate if ever there is what we call severe adverse event following immunization. But so far, okay. Most of the adverse events following immunization that we have recorded are mild. Okay, mild, wala pagintay severe. Okay, and what are these mild adverse events following immunization? These are pain in the um, injection site, which is so transitory. It will last for 30 minutes to one hour to the longest is 24 hours. And then wala na. Okay, or... Uh, slight fever na mawa lang after 24 hours, joint pains na mawala lang po, uh, feverish sensation, okay? The worst siguro nga adverse event nga very transitory is um, sudden or not really sudden but gradual rise in blood pressure, okay? So, but then again, or and, and tachycardia, okay? Fast heart rate. But then again, wala lang sad, mawa lang sad. So, uh, We still have to investigate, and hopefully not. Okay, we still have to hear somebody experiencing severe adverse event following Sinovac or AstraZeneca. So hopefully, knock on wood, I won't be called to investigate a severe AEFI. Hopefully. Yeah, I really do agree with you, Doc. Um, in fact, uh, what you said was also in line with our next question. Which is, are these side effects supposed to happen, and what are the methods we could do to minimize these side, the said side effects? Uh, Jam, can you repeat, please? Oh, sorry. Um, uh, are these side effects, doc, supposed to happen, and what are the methods that we can do to minimize these said side effects? Okay, most of the time, okay, let's talk about Sinovac. Okay, Sinovac has the most uh, simple forms of AEFI. Okay, what are these simple forms? It's just the pain that I have mentioned. Pain in the injection mm-hmm. site, uh, feverish sensation, um, itchiness, okay. Uh, if you are allergic to some form of uh, substance or food in the past or you are asthmatic, You might be prone to develop um, uh, itchiness, okay, all over, or just the some uh, the particular site, the the arm where you had an, the shot or the jab, mm-hmm. or uh, shortness of breath that is so transitory. So the most that you can do, probably, okay, not probably, but the most that you can do is if you feel any form of adverse event, okay, that is uh, actually getting worse okay based on your standards okay 
you immediately call the numbers in the vaccination card because behind at the back of the vaccination information you have the AFI hotlines okay you need to call us you need to have your AFI experience documented okay we need to have a record of your AFI uh, of course if you if you're doubting that if it's AFI or not then it's still better to have it, uh, you know uh, call call the number in order for you to get uh, verified and validated whether you're really having an AFI or not okay so that is a very important information okay post vaccination you need to be aware that you have to call a number if ever you feel uh, busy or you don't feel better or you're, you're you're getting sick after the vaccination okay um as far as what you can do well aside from calling the number if you feel feverish i would say uh, uh paracetamol is the best uh friend that you're going to <laughs> grab and and probably uh um uh, one tablet i guess would already be quite all right okay so other than that if you you know if you're doubting better to call those hotlines okay doc so uh we'll be, we've taken note of that doc now if we're, if there's any side effects uh, that we experience after getting those vaccination shot then we need to call you doc too so that we can document it properly and that you know documentation it will really help furthermore in developing um vaccines so doc um we've mentioned earlier about um herd immunity no and um although vaccinations mm. have recently started how soon will vaccinations um will have an impact at the population level so now i'm referring to the herd immunity net. So the question is, how soon can the vaccination program have an impact? Is that on the population right? level? Yes, doc. At the population level, okay. So we're talking about herd immunity here. So again, uh, by definition, no. Uh, let's go back to basics. Let's go back to our lesson in uh, second year, okay, vaccinology. That's where we lecture vaccinology in UCMED second year. So we tackle their um, herd immunity. We also teach you about the reproductive numbers and all these um, numbers that you're, the terms that you're hearing now because of the pandemic. Um, the third year medical student, my third year students and all those higher um, levels have already learned about this before the pandemic. Mm -hmm. So I think they're quite happy when they heard it. Oh, I'm so familiar about that. But then again, uh, okay, let's talk about threshold. I mean, I mean uh, herd immunity is basically the proportion of the population that needs to be vaccinated in order for the population to be protected against a particular contagion. So it's a proportion. So it's expressed as percent. So it all depends on what contagion, what the infectious agent is or what the contagion is its mode of transmission okay its virulence okay all these factors need to be considered and the um human interaction okay when i say human interaction oh kanang ang imuhang population dense ba like a squatters area or it's a 
uh, an area like a bukid na lagyo ang mga silingan so it all depends on the density of human beings in a particular geographic location so all this needs to be considered when you talk about herd immunity so um, it is estimated that for coronavirus the herd immunity that we need to achieve is around 70% and above okay as opposed to for example measles when you need a higher herd immunity because the measles virus is transmitted through airborne through the air okay or it has airborne transmission so meaning to say more will be infected okay faster okay in a particular period of time as opposed to COVID-19 where the mode of transmission is through direct contact or less than one meter without any protection okay so it's um, the form of transmission is not that uh, fast okay as uh, missiles okay because you just need a close interaction so again um, if uh, we vaccinate this much in our society in Philip in the Philippines if for a shorter period of time in a shorter period of time then the faster that we can achieve herd immunity then again a lot of factor has to be considered number one the availability of the vaccines okay number two how fast uh, the master listing okay the priority population will be master listed okay number three how fast the logistics of the local government units will be prepared in order for the vaccination to proceed smoothly okay so we all need to um, and then fourth and most important is the acceptance the uptake of the of the vaccines among the uh, inhabitants or the individuals in the community okay so very important that you guys our students you dear students that you're listening now or or even um, um, the I don't know the common I mean the individuals listening to our program right now um, they may not be students but they are part of the community um, so it's it's no longer an option to be anti-vaxxers okay uh, what you can do is try to consider your participation as a person to achieve herd immunity that's the only way okay that we can protect ourselves our family our community and the whole wild wide world against coronavirus like I said, we have all the armamentary, we have all the Hello Doc. I think Doc is still reconnecting. Yes. <laughs> so basically okay. what Doc said really is to it's um, to be vaccinated is really important to achieve um, the herd immunity. Not only do we protect ourselves, but we protect our loved ones, the community, and the entire world. Yes, that's true, Jamie. No, and also uh, Doc mentioned that there are four factors 
that uh, we need to consider for us to achieve uh, herd immunity. First, of course, is the availability of the vaccines, and that's quite of a talk right now. Second is how fast can we uh, write the master list for the prioritization of those who will get the vaccination. So as I've seen in one of the talks uh, in other COVID-19 um, vaccines. Sorry, I'm back. With our connection, we are at the mercy of whatever yeah. um, subscription we have. So, yes, uh, so. Where, did, where did you guys... Uh, where did... Hello, Doc. Can you can you see me and can you hear me? Yes, Doc. We yes, can Doc. hear you clearly, and we can see you. So we we just did a, a quick recap of what you said a while ago, Doc. That um, acceptance also is the main um, important factor for the people to get vaccinated and for us to achieve herd immunity in the future. So, Jam. Yes. Um. Uh, Doc, what is um, exactly the rollout plan for those in the GDA, uh, in geographically? Um, hello. Yes. Um, it seems like um, Jam also has an internet problem connection. So, Doc, are you there? Okay, so it seems like we really have an internet problem connection lately. So, um, thank you so much for our viewers who are still there and are still watching despite uh, having some technical, despite that we're having some technical difficulties. And I think Jam is back. Okay, guys, so I encourage everyone to please um, type your questions. If you have any questions, um, type in into our uh, Facebook Live chat box. Don't forget to put the hashtag first. That's hashtag best shot. That's B-E-S-T-S-H-O-T before you write in your questions. That is for our tech team. To have a uh, to so that we can filter your questions easily and then we can answer them right away. So Jam, hello, you're back. <laughs> yes, I'm so sorry, I would lag. <laughs> it's okay. Okay, so we're gonna have another trivia question. Again, the winner will be the first commenter with the correct answer. And don't comment before I say go. So, am I not logging, logging anymore, Al? Okay na, okay na. <laughs> okay, sige. So, um, again, please wait until I say go before commenting your answer. So, the question is, what is the highest number of cases recorded in a day in our country? Again, what is the highest number of cases recorded in a day here in our country? Go! Alright, so stay tuned to the end when we announce our winner. Yes, Jam. So now back to Doc. Hi, Doc! <laughs> Better ng internet connection. Okay, Doc. So, to continue, according to um, Okta Research Group, 
um, only 40, 46% of the Filipinos are willing to be vaccinated. Some of those hesitant include our healthcare workers, despite you know being involved in the clinical care. So, do you think it is unethical for healthcare providers to choose not to be vaccinated? Okay, um, so I'm supposed to answer already, right? Yes, Doc. <laughs> so, is it unethical? Is it unethical for a healthcare worker? to choose not to get not vaccinated to yes that's okay. the question yeah. it is yeah it is not because it's a personal choice to get vaccinated okay but then again okay in the in the heart of hearts of that particular person a healthcare worker he needs to examine or she needs to examine herself her values okay so as a healthcare worker, initially, okay, this is a very tacky moment for him or for her, Sigulo, to re-examine himself and ask again himself, why did I become a nurse? Why did I become a doctor? Okay. To care for others, right? Okay. But then again, Okay, this is the most opportune time to decide if you really care for others because that's what you've been trying to dream of. Okay, now is the time. Okay, if you care for others, get yourself vaccinated. And I don't care what vaccine you want. If you want, if you can wait because you really want some vaccine, a particular brand that's not yet available because um, the emergency use authority is not yet signed, it's not approved yet, then it's okay. You can go down behind or at the bottom of the list. Okay, but have yourself vaccinated. But for the time being, that you don't want your you don't want AstraZeneca, you don't want Sinovac, but yet you want to be a frontliner, a medical frontliner, then protect yourself by wearing the appropriate PPEs. That's it. That's all you can do. Okay? Because other than the the PPEs and between you and the virus, and if you don't have the vaccine, what you have are the PPEs. Yes, Doc. That's noted, Doc. And Doc, we actually have a question here from our comment section. No, that's from Miss Kauri Marie Sembrano. So her question is. Are there existing issues when it comes to the prioritization of, of whoever gets the vaccine? Again, are there existing issues when it comes to the prioritization of whoever gets the vaccine? Okay, yeah. Uh, master listing is not a perfect system. Okay, because right now, uh, what I was, I'm, I'm, I'm really telling the community out there, ever since the start of the micro planning, the planning for the vac all rollout of the vaccination, and I've been trying to communicate with all in the uh, all forms of, you know, the sector out there. Um, I've been invited, you know, you see me almost of the time. I've been talking about master listing. Okay, so. Uh, we need to get ourselves master listed only once, only once, uh, 
in a particular uh, in a particular I would say agency. If you're if you're um, if you belong to several, let's say for example, if you're a physician and you have sent several hospitals that you practice in, in, then you only have to choose one particular hospital that you get yourself master listed. So things like that because um, you cannot be listing yourself several times in order just for you to make sure that uh, you won't get left behind or you won't be left behind. But the thing is, um, the master list is such that that's the only way for the government, for the Department of Health, to really know objectively how many vaccines, how many doses will be allotted to a particular local government unit or a particular agency. So again, uh, that is a big issue now because master listing is not that perfect. Okay, so, uh, but then again, um, though it's not perfect, but there are ways that we can circumvent its imperfections, okay? We are trying to do our best to really compare master lists uh, of several agencies compared to the Department of Health, just in order to prevent duplications or redundancies for that matter. So yeah, we have issues. We have issues, um, especially down to the local government units when um, if we say that, you know, at this period in time, it's still supposedly the healthcare workers that needs to get vaccinated. But then we have some issues now that we hear uh, even the non-healthcare workers are getting vaccinated. But then again, it's still a minority. Okay. Uh, sige lang, uh, but hopefully this will not happen in a greater, you know, um, event or in a, in a in a much larger scenario hopefully not okay so uh yeah um this is this is not a perfect system okay uh there will still be issues and hopefully we can fix those issues as we move along okay thank you for that um answer doc and just a correction no? that question the i was from mika Barrera. That um, question was from Mika Barrera. I'm really sorry. So, oh uh, yeah. So we've been battling with COVID-19 for over a year now. And according to former Health Secretary Esperanza Cabral, we are not only back to square one, but even ten steps back to square one in our fight against this pandemic. This is despite all the resources and efforts that various government and non-government agencies have put forth. So to end this very insightful exchange of ideas, Doc, I would like to throw this last question from our team. Is the vaccine ultimately our golden ticket towards the new normal? Again, is the vaccine ultimately our golden ticket towards the new normal? Okay. It all depends on how you define your golden ticket. <laughs> So for most of us, siguro, okay. So maybe um, for those who's, um, I would say, uh, for health workers such as uh, me, you guys in the medical field, I would say yes, that would be our last golden ticket. Uh, like I said, um,
Hello? Hi, I'm back. Hello, Doc? Oh, yes. Okay. Hi, Doc. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm sorry, Hal. It's really the internet connection. Yes, Doc. <laughs> But then again, sige, uh, go, going back to my... Hi. Is this my parting statement already? Not yet. Um, almost, Doc. After this question, Doc. Okay. Sige. So, it all depends on how you define... I mean, what... what how you define your own personal golden ticket it would be but for me i would say um you know the golden ticket for me is my own uh, personal responsibility to the community and regardless if we don't have the vaccine okay it's our own um awareness okay that i consider my golden i mean ticket what do i mean by that okay i know full well how the virus is being transmitted so with that i know full well how the virus can um how to stop the transmission of the virus okay with or without the vaccine okay we have the minimum health standards but then again like i said Uh, we have different levels of awareness so that vaccine the vaccine is our last hope as a race as a humanity okay um for the longest time okay the vaccines have been considered the tugboat of public health what i mean by that um i think the higher years already know what i mean by that cliche no the tugboat of public health because it's the most Okay, I think um, oh my I think Doc is reconnecting again and also Ella. I'm so, back. Oh, hi Doc. Okay. You were saying, Doc, that the vaccine is the tugboat? Yes. Hello? Yes, I'm back. Okay, Doc. Yes. So, Doc, you were saying a while ago that the vaccine is considered as a tugboat of public yes, health. Yes, of public yes. health. Because it's it's where public health is anchored. Okay, public health. So, health. So, uh, ever since the last century, the, the greatest uh, discovery of 20th century for me is the development of vaccines. Because without that, without the vaccines, people will be dying still. A lot of us will be dying from all these infectious diseases. Okay, so with, with the vaccines, okay, with vaccinology, uh, public health has never been the same. 
Okay, so for me, I think uh, if you if you consider that would to be your golden ticket, then I would agree with you totally that vaccines, COVID vaccines, is would be our last hope. Okay, so as what Doc said, the COVID, COVID vaccine is our last hope. Okay, I so know. maybe Jam, we can proceed to our um, last trivia. Trivia. Yes, but before or... the last trivia, I, I don't think people heard me about the, when I said that, when I asked the second trivia a while ago, so I will repeat it for everyone. So okay. again, so again, um, please don't comment before I say go. The winner for this trivia will be one month subscription for Lectorio. So again, it's a one month subscri subscription for Lectorio. So the question is, what is the highest number of cases recorded in a day here in our country? Again, what is the highest number of cases recorded in a day here in our country? Go. So please comment down below your answers to the trivia for a chance to win the prize. And I, and I think we still have a last um, trivia jam. Yes. Okay, so all right, I think it, uh, it, uh, that's it for our um, Q&A sessions with Docs Wazula. Um, for our last trivia prize is a 500 peso coupon from Kepi. And the question is, <laughs> the question is, this is the indirect protection from an infectious disease that happens when a population is immune either through vaccination or immunity developed through previous infection. Again, this is the indirect protection from an infectious disease that happens when a population is immune either through vaccination or immunity developed through previous infection. It is also known as a population immunity. Okay, so are you ready guys? Okay, go! Okay, and um, that's, uh, I think that's so far the easiest, um, the easiest to answer during this whole discussion, Jam. Right now, our tag yes. team will be flashing the name of our winners.
Okay. So, all right, congratulations to our winners. And um, please check your message request na lang. In a while, one of our team will message you regarding your prize, okay? Okay, so um, I think, Jam, are you there? Okay, again, so congratulations to our brilliant trivia winners. They're, they were all um, taking notes um, and being on the look of the current issues. And we should all be, you know. Um, um, what we're facing these days are full of uncertainties. That's why we should stick to the facts that those with credible sources and information only. So, I think um, my takeaway from this episode is that uh, vaccines are safe and effective and that our ultimate goal is to achieve herd immunity. And for those who are fit to be vaccinated, please get that shot. This is not just for ourselves, but for those um, other individuals also who cannot receive the shot. And I, believe, I still believe that containing the virus through scientific approaches will result in economic recovery and a big chunk of this lies on the hands of our policy and decision makers. So, um, before we officially conclude, uh, I think we have reached our, uh, I think we have reached the last part of our podcast now, Jam. Hello, so, okay, so let's continue. Okay, so Doc, any um, last message yes. to all our viewers out there? Okay, all right, Sige. So again, thank you so much for um, coming up with this event. Okay, I, I really congratulate and I'm so proud of you guys to have come up with this um, uh this activity you know uh, at your level uh, hopefully there will be more activities similar to this one um siguro not 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 only be, uh, related to the pandemic it could be other form uh, of uh, public health issues as well but then again uh let me just say this as my, my parting message um there's really um no vaccine out there that's considered to be 100% effective okay what do I mean by that um, even if you're already vaccinated you still have the chance to get to be infected okay in the context of COVID-19 yes you would still have that probability that you will get infected by the coronavirus but your chances of going into the severe form is really 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 low okay so don't have that notion that if you're already vaccinated completely meaning to say you've been given the job sec twice already then you have the bragging right and the right to uncover yourself okay you have no you do not have that right yet 
we do not have that pride to unmask ourselves or to cover to to not wear the mask or not wear the face shield or or be lovey-dovey or or close to our loved ones <laughs> um there's still that chance to get infected by the coronavirus if you love somebody then protect them protect yourself so have yourself vaccinated so thank you and uh good afternoon and hope everyone stay safe Yes, thank you for that talk. And before we officially conclude, we would like to present a token and certificate of appreciation to Dr. Juanito Zwazula Jr. for extending his valuable time and expertise with us today. The certificate reads, The Certificate of Appreciation is proudly presented to Dr. Juanito N. Zwazula Jr. for being the honored keynote speaker on Tell Med About It, Episode 5, with the title, COVID-19 vaccine, hit me with your best shot. Held online on March 27, 2021 at 1.30 p.m. Given this day, March 27, 2021, for the academic year of 2020-2021. Signed by Aliana Ann Crisologo, the President of Council of Medicine, UC College of Medicine Foundation. Signed by Edgar Frederick Creas, the Regional Vice President for Visayas, of APMCSN and signed by Odyssey Key, the Regional Health Policy Coordinator of APMCSN. Thank you so much, Doc. All right. So um, that's it. We would like to thank all our viewers and listeners for tuning in into in the fifth episode of Tell Med About It. COVID-19 vaccine, hit me with your best shot. This episode is brought to you by APMCSN Visayas, Regional Health Policy Committee in partnership with Alpha Chi Sigma, Driven Advocates of Sustainable and Innovative Goals, and the University of Cebu School of Medicine. On behalf of the Regional Health Policy Committee, we would like to extend our gratitude to all our listeners for your never-ending support for this regional Tell Med About It. This has been your host, Jamie Goodman. And your co-host, Ella Horilia. Ending you with a reminder to take your part in shaping the future of our country's healthcare system. First step is to make sure you are a registered voter and involved in next year's presidential election. Thank you and have a good day. Thank you so much. Bye. Thank you. Bye. I think okay na. <laughs> okay na. Oh my god, ako internet. Oh my god. Drag. <laughs> oh my god.
usahin, di ko pa mao kung kinsay na cut, ako or ikaw or si Doc. Orgasmahin na lang po. Dili, kay kung makat ko, mawala mo sa kong, mawala ko sa, mawala mo sa ko ang skin. Basta, wala mo ka ba ako kinsay nagsurya? Like, ma-muffled. Okay, Ra, okay, Ra. Okay, congrats everyone. And I'm congrats. sorry for not doing that. Thank you. Thank you, Jam. Thank you. Thank you, Ala, for saving me. Sige, kung kakat. Congrats, guys! Good Thank job. you, Ala, Adi. Nakaraos oh, din. Guys. So, nawala si Doc. Lagi? Nawala siya, no? I'll ask na lang for his email for his certificate. Thank you, guys. Oh, my God. That was so challenging. <laughs> for everyone of us, pati si Nick actually nag-lison. Lagi. Murag, ikaw, Ella, ang pinaka-stable o internet. Salamat sa PC. <laughs> I think kay Galan ka. Oh, Galan ko. Ituyo ko mag I had a hard time bilhin mo connect sa Mac ang kaniba. Oh, lisod beta. Tumuna so, nag Wi-Fi na lang ko niya sige kaputol ang Wi-Fi. Yeah, Wi-Fi ang grabe now. Anyway, thank you guys. Ako sa sila Ignan Hanga. Sulod sa sila sa Zoom. Okay, yeah. picture ta. Okay na to guys. Parang nakaroon nga nahuma na. Nakaklaro. Okay, better lagi karon. Lagi, Ana, sila nga, ano na daw, na-resolve na, na. My dad just, ano, told Karun me right now, na na-resolve daw, bago lang. I-restart ito ang yung internet, but like, ano po. <laughs> My dad. Ay, nag-tanaw daw inyong game. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> so pressure ba? <boy. laughs> yeah, ingon si, ingon si Dean, like, pretty and smart ang mga tagayos ni Mad. Dapat. <laughs> Salamat. Pasig live pa ta, ha? Char. Na-stop na ako. <laughs> At least sa uh, last part kay okay na mo duha, leba sa pag outro. <laughs> Lagi. Sorry sa last part nagkabali-bali na kay 
Murag, naglibog na ko kung asa ko. Extra. <laughs> Murag, di na ko kayo bo. Asa ko mag-communicate ninyo if sa Zoom Lagi or naga, sa Poash. Nag-anaanamod ko. Itong <laughs> asa. Hello. Hi, Ga. Hi, Hi, Angel. Yeah. Okay. Hi. Ito, nag-record pa man di ako. 